<clears throat> Welcome to Larry Reads America. Uh, today our guest is Ron Decker, uh, and he has uh, his company called Digitech Advertising. Uh, known Ron for a number of years since he was a little kid, basically, and that's years ago. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Ron. Thanks for having me, Larry. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Ron, why don't you tell the audience uh, where you were born, grade school, high school, then I'll ask you a few questions. All right. I was actually born here in Batesville, Indiana, at Margaret Murray. Um, I grew up in a little town called New Alsace. Um, it was known for all the breweries back in the 20s. Um, I have seven brothers and sisters. I went to a Catholic school called St. Paul and East Central High School and graduated East Central High School in 1980. Okay. Uh, you have seven siblings? Yes, I have uh, three sisters and four brothers. Okay. Are they located... Close by, or are they all over the country? Um, most of them are close by. My farthest away now is Indianapolis, um, Cincinnati, um, but mainly around the area, yeah. yes. Well, it's kind of like our kids. I've got, uh, we've got two in Indy, uh, two next-door neighbors, and uh, one in Harrison, one in Indian Springs, and one in Kenwood. So Rich in Indianapolis, I think, is 72 miles or 74 miles from our front door. That's the furthest of any of them. Yeah, and that's how that's how my family is. Everybody's pretty close now. Well, you know, when uh, fortunately uh, or unfortunately, I should say, the pool company's late. We've had this uh, gunite pool for since 1976, and decided instead of Doing the gunite re patching and everything, we went to, with a commercial liner, which they're working on today, and it should be finished by Thursday. But um, on a Sunday during the season, we may have five people show up, or we may have 45 people show up, and I have to keep the beer in the refrigerator. <laughs> It keeps you from getting lonely and keeps you broke buying beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so do you get together very often? With your... uh, my family, we probably get together maybe once or twice a year. Um, all of my nieces and nephews of all are all married now, I think, but one. So now it's wow. starting on my great nieces and nephews. Um, a few of them are married already. Um, my mother passed away in February, and I think there was like a total of 80, right around 80 grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-great-grandkids. Wow. See, so, we've, we've got 18 grandkids and seven great-grandkids. Yeah. And Larry and Gina have six of the great-grandkids. <laughs> oh, my grandkids. goodness. So, that's, uh, but anyway, let's, let's get back to, okay, after high school, what, what did you do? Um, I actually went to work for my brother. He owned a construction company, Larry Decker, building homes. And I worked with him for I don't know how many years, um, working construction, building homes. Um, right before that, I forgot, I went to Ivy Tech for auto mechanics. Okay. So I actually I moved forward with the building homes, but I actually... Um, 
worked quite a few years working on automobiles and then I felt like constantly going to school to keep up with all the changes. Now this is back in the 80s and it's like not a lot of changes compared to what it's like now. Oh, yeah. um, and I just got tired of doing that and then I went into the construction and work construction for I don't know how many years, a lot of years. and. Um, was it uh, Indiana construction? Or? Yeah, we did a lot in Indiana. Um, he was already known. We did a lot of uh, building in Bright, Indiana, and then Indian Hills in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, he was doing a lot of the larger homes. Uh, back then, you know, if it was a 3,500-square-foot home, 4,000-square-foot home, it was almost considered a mansion. And we were doing a lot of them, and... Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I learned so much to this day that I still carry forward. You know, when when you mentioned uh, Indian Hill, you know, exclusive area, mm -hmm. and uh, years ago before we built a home here, we had kind of outgrown our house in Cincinnati, and. Uh, we were looking around, and I had already bought this property that we built a home on, but wow, we went out, never even dreamed of living on the east side of Cincinnati, you know, mm -hmm. and Price Hill Boy, and you, you just, the east side was, uh, I mean, they don't even have school reunions, most of them, <laughs> so there are a bunch of people that moved in, they weren't born and raised, so Anyway, make a long story short, we looked at a home at Indian Hill on three acres, and it was a four-bedroom home, uh, needed a little bit of tenderly loving care, but we could have bought that for 125 grand on three acres. Yeah, it's probably be worth a couple million right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, you you sell and they even said now if you wanted to sell, these are you could really hit one acre plots and right. sell for right. two homes. I'm thinking, yeah, that that would have been a pretty good deal. But I I couldn't have lived in that um, that atmosphere. I, I know the one home that we built there in Indian Hills. It was on like I would call a mountainside because before we got to first floor level, uh, we had to have wall companies come in and it had to build up about 40 foot before we could even get floor level. Wow. Um, so there was so much that went into that and, and drainage inside so the w wouldn't slip down the hill and it, it was quite amazing what I've learned just, just from that how to hold a house on a hillside, and it was across from Marge Schott's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, uh, so how many years did you stay in construction? I'm thinking it was probably 10, maybe 12 years. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then I, I sort of bounced around. I, I worked um, on cars, you know, on the side. I um, my whole family's been really good with working with wood. That's something our dad taught us when we were young. And um, I built cabinets for a while. I'd build a desk or refinish antique furniture. And then when I was married, I got married at a young age, 19. And I went to work um, 
gosh, I don't remember where it was. It was working on cars. I actually worked in one of your old places. It was a good year that was here in Batesville, if anybody remembers that. Mm. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but I was only there a very, very short time because uh, the new owner had, I don't know what happened, but... Was it um, Jim Poppin or Kenny Eckstein? Jim Poppin. Jim. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jim was my Gabriel shock rep. I see. And he had a little Dairy Queen, and he got tired of the traveling. That's why I sold that business to him. And he agreed uh, to keep Don Mecklen there, who mm. was the manager, and uh, bought all the inventory. I had a pipe bender. I had, you know, had right, all right. the deluxe stuff there. And uh, Jim, Jim was a really good guy, but he... Uh, Instead of concentrating on that business and the uh, uh, Dairy Queen that he had, or it wasn't called, it was a creamy wet place, right? which was very, very profitable for him. He wanted to be an absentee operator and do other things. And uh, uh, you, you, I didn't, you can't do that. I mean, he could as long as Don stayed there. But uh, eventually he sold Kenny Eckstein, and right. that, that was a good move on his part, and it was a good move on Kenny's part. Yes, yes, because Kenny's still going strong there. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he yeah. still has Ted Mira working there. Yes. And Ted start working for me. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, – so what? when did you start thinking about getting into the – digital stuff well i um or was there was there or was there something after the building trades that before that um right after the building trades i actually i worked at indian lakes for about a year and a half in sales and i got to train with zig ziglar in person oh really and i got to learn so much from zig ziglar it just gave me a whole new outlook on life and i use that to this day when I would go buy a car, I knew how to talk to the salespeople. And, and I just, I took so much in and I always wanted to be in sales. I remember when my dad, when I was a kid, he said I could sell a snowball to an Eskimo. I'd go around to the junk piles and get the bicycles and I'd put them together, I'd repaint them and I'd sell them. So I, I then I went to work for Hillrom and I worked at Hillrom for 18 years and it was such a blessing to get out of there. Were you in the factory? Yes, and I was programming and operating CNCs. Um, probably had one of the better jobs in the factory, at least everybody thought I did, but it was so boring and repetitive, and I was just so glad to get out of there, and then I sold signs for a long time with Green Sign Company in Greensburg. Okay, yeah. And I sold a sign to a company in Muncie, Indiana, that sells air compressor systems to factories. And they kept on me for the longest time to come to work for them. And finally, you know, they made it to where I couldn't afford not to go to work for them. Okay, now, did you move to Muncie then? No, I, my area was Seymour, Columbus. Oh. Yeah, they gave me a vehicle and... Um, training and so I just I was on the road all the time and I worked there for a long time 
And then... Um, and so what and what were you doing? What were you selling? Air compressor systems. Air compressors. Like to a large factories. Exactly. So okay. they would be multi-million dollar okay. air compressor systems, stuff. dryers, air makeups, yeah. stuff like that. Wow. Very, very interesting. I mean, I got to visit factories. Um, I got to watch these gallon jugs made for like Roundup. Okay, you, 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 I was always curious, how do they make something like that? And it, it starts out and it looks like a marshmallow. And it goes into this machine. And then next thing you know, you hear the air blow. It's like, psh, and then there it is. There's the jug. And the clear side of it where you could see in was there was nothing there. And then we go to the next session. And if you can imagine, um, just like a sticker went on it, and then a thing just sort of went straight down with two lights and just burned it right to it, and there was your jug. Oh, wow. And it wouldn't take, a, you could hardly see them, they were going so fast. Well, it was can, just incredible, the stuff I've got to see how it's built. Well, you know, the to me, I've always thought, you know, the, the real geniuses in this country are the ones that create these robotics. I mean, with car manufacture, distilling anything. I mean, it's, bottling. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, the stuff I've got to see. And then um, how I got into my business with Digitech Advertising and the BatesvilleOnline.com was the back of church one day. We, I went to the Vineyard Church here in Batesville. Used to be, it's where the Cook's Performance is oh, now. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, was a wonderful, wonderful place. And there was a young guy there. His name was Brady Case. He's like 16 years old. And he developed the Batesville Online with the... Uh, a 16-year-old. A 16-year-old. He, he developed <laughs> that. And, and then um, we, we had a little extra help, too. Um, Russ Griffin helped him out quite a bit. Um, Russ plays with... Um, the Renegades, uh, he, he does um, IT work. He's married to Karen Conradi, Karen Conradi Griffith, the uh, insurance yeah. agent. Um, just wealth of knowledge from Russ, and he, he gave Brady a lot of help building this site. And um, they, they couldn't seem to sell. Brady's not a salesperson, and they really couldn't seem to sell any ads to it. And... It was all started out for church, you know, for the people. If you wanted to have a yard sale, you could have a yard sale or this, that, or the other, just for that. Well, where did this kid get this talent? I mean, like I have 16. no idea, but he's like a, a young genius. Really? I, I just have so much respect for him. Um, and then um, he also come up with the Digitech advertising, which were the screens, uh, and th there were no no screens around. At 16. No one that did that. And, you know, seeing TVs with the advertisements on it, they'd come back in the church and said, you know, I found this place. We can buy these screens in China. Uh, they were very expensive and then very expensive to get here. And ended up buying a screen and trying it. And there was another person that was involved on... I don't want to mention their name. Yeah. And everything sort of, simple way to say it, went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Yeah, the one person just ran off with everything. And 
started to put the screws to everybody else and um, ended up, he signed everything over to Brady. Started to put Brady in a bad spot because, you know, we had to screen out and he was going to have to pay people back because the restaurant didn't want it in there anymore because I wasn't involved. And, it, and so, how old was Brady at this point? Yeah. So, so is he still 16 or is, is he this? was 17 then, probably. Okay. So I talked to Brady and he asked me if I would work for him. And I told him no because I felt like I was. You know, Russ got done wrong, I got done wrong. But lo and behold, you know, it turned out to be a blessing. I bought it from Brady, and um, I came up with the name of Digitech Advertising, and I told Brady, I says, uh, I've lost everything I have doing this. So I started from scratch and rebuilt. And um, Now, what year was that? That was in 1992. I'm going to say six or seven, okay. something like that. Okay. So we'll take a step back. So when, when, you, when you bought this, were you, was it Batesville Online and the screens, everything? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, did you concentrate mostly on Batesville Online to start? I started out with the Batesville Online, pushing it really hard because well, there was... Explain what Batesville Online is because there's a lot of out-of-town listeners and okay. out-of-state. Okay, BatesvilleOnline.com is a website where you can come in and you can post ads. Just about all ads are free. We don't allow businesses to post ads free because businesses advertise on there. Um, we're not allowed to do firearms, weapons, ammo, stuff like that because I don't have that special permit to sell. Um, and there's just a few things that we don't allow, and it's pretty well set out on there. So if you're going to have a yard sale, if you're going to sell a tractor or a lawnmower, if um, you're an individual and you want to put your house for sale by owner, you can post that on there. It doesn't cost you anything. The way I make my money is on the site, when you go there, you'll see names of businesses. And I hope you click on every one of them and use them. Mm -hmm. um, when you click on their business, it will go to their website, Facebook page, or I create a, a, um, a, a page for them on Batesville Online to give you information about the business. And, and so when you click on uh, Joe Blow's Auto Repair, uh, you, you just got a direct link to, to their website or to their Facebook page or whatever their preference is. Yes, yes, okay. I set it up. And if they don't have a website or a Facebook, then I will develop a what I call a business page for them. Um, and what do you charge to do that? I, if they purchase an ad, I don't charge anything to do that. Really? Right. Now, ads start out at the, the, the highest priced ad on Batesville Online is 2500 for the year. Okay. The lowest price is 750 And uh, how many advertisers do you have roughly? Um, there's probably 35 advertisers 35, on there. Yeah, yeah. And it's trackable. I can go into the back of the Batesville online and look, and I can tell you exactly how many people have clicked on your page. I can tell you the date they clicked on it, how long they've clicked on it. Mm -hmm. um, every week, uh, once you've signed up on Batesville online, 
uh, a mailer goes out, an email goes out to over 8,000 people. Um, that's how many people have, are following plus um, to tell you, see what's new on Batesville Online. Okay, now, where did you get the skills? Are you using somebody else uh, as far as, you know, the, the links, the web page and everything? Or, or I, I actually, um, after I bought it from Brady, um, I actually hired him to take care of the website for me for a while. And then he got so busy doing other things as he grew up. So then I had the website completely rebuilt by ETC. And okay, then Matt Schuyler did it. And Matt's taking care of it now, yes, yeah, since yeah. ETC. And uh, Matt takes care of it now. But as far as everything on the site, I've learned that on my own. I've just sat down and, and ETC gave me a booklet with the website. And I've read that booklet and I've just learned how to do it. So I design the ads, I do the links, I, I do all of it myself. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I had Matt on as a guest on the, uh, on the podcast and Matt, he built my website and he's and uh, helped me a little with this. And, you know, he was in radio for, I don't know how many years. He still does a weekend gig for WRBI. So, out of his house. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. He's so so smart, so oh, intelligent. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And and I can call him and say, uh, you know, and I I handle everything on the website like this here. When we're done with this podcast, what I do, I upload this to my computer, and uh, out here, you know, I've got a C cable, you know. And, right. And then when I go, I go in the house, and since I've got Starlink now instead of this lousy AT&T that I had, um, when I had just using ATT, the megabytes and the upload speeds were so slow mm -hmm. that it might take to upload to my Podbean home site, it might take... 20 minutes on a bad day, 15 on a good day to upload a, an hour session. Uh, with Starlink, it takes me two minutes. Right. <laughs> I, I actually live 15 feet out of Batesville city limits. And until this year, I couldn't get fiber or cable yeah. or anything. Yeah. So I had signed up for Starlink and then they finally came through with, uh, Great Plains came through. So I went ahead and just jumped on that since it was there and available. And I had Verizon and I quit using Verizon and I bought just a little hotspot for yeah. T-Mobile. Um, I'm thinking, oh, we're, we're in the 19th century. What's going on here? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's it's amazing because on on a you know good day with AT and T, I might get up to twenty megs a second. Uh huh. And uh, with Starlink, it's kind of crazy. You 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 download their app, and I hit Geist install everything, but you take the phone and you scan the sky for all, 
And what they do, they feed information whether you have obstructions or not. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, with all these trees that we plant when we built the house, a lot of obstructions. So my satellite is in the front yard <laughs> with no obstructions. And this is not one of their key areas. Most uh, the heavily populated areas where they have more satellites, uh, they're getting 250 megs per second. I'm, I'm running uh, 85 to about 190 per second, it depends. And they've got, um, I, I mean, Musk is a genius. They've got 4,200 satellites now, and in five years, they intend to have 40,000 right. worldwide. And in uh, five years, the life of them is about five years, and in five years, they disintegrate into small pieces. So, <laughs> So there's no, nothing <laughs> fall to earth or anything. Mission impossible. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if I, just to deviate from what we're talking about for a minute, you know, I, I, have you ever seen a Tesla commercial on anything? There are none. I don't, I don't recall ever seeing one. No. Their commercials, they're, they're all on YouTube because everybody wants to, test the Tesla car. They got Starlink. They got their mini homes. They got everything. It's on YouTube. It doesn't cost them a nickel. People interview them and can mm -hmm. find out everything they can about them, do tests on their cars and everything. I've never seen an ad on anything. I don't think I have either. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah, everybody else has been Billion-dollar ads on 30-second Super Bowl ads. I know. And he doesn't spend any of that money. If anybody wants a million-dollar ad on Batesville Online, just <laughs> call me right away. Yeah. Well, okay, so Batesville Online, are you getting people advertising from Decatur County or... I have myself. from all different areas. Um, I have Decatur. I have from Ripley, Franklin, Dearborn. Um, it, it does around a 50-mile radius of pretty heavy traffic. Um, I think the last time I checked, I don't go by hits. I go by views. Yes. That means they've been on there. It's close to 5,000 views a day. Wow. So That's it's, a lot. it's doing really, really well. I'm just so happy. And um, I promote it. I, I promote stuff at the chamber. I promote stuff at businesses. I have signs in businesses. Um, I, I try to promote it as much as I can. What uh, is uh, automobile maybe the biggest seller on baseball online or? Actually, I think it's furniture. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's furniture. You see so much furniture yeah. that goes on. Um, there's an awful lot of vehicles also. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, well, I would imagine a lot of that comes from uh, either younger people moving into little larger homes mm -hmm. for a family and the furniture won't work, or older people who are downsizing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then springtime, summertime, you see a lot of yard sales. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have uh, a realtor on there that pays to be on there. I have rentals to be, you know, that are on there. Um, some people get upset because, you know, they'll, they'll post that they have a condo for rent. And I send them an email, you know, stating that, you know, such and such date, we no longer allow businesses to advertise. Um, I never really wanted to do that, but I had a few that were just taking such advantage. Yep. And it wasn't fair to the people that are paying to be on there. So I had to make that decision. I didn't like it, um, but I think it was the correct decision because I have to take care of the people that are taking care of me. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because when I was talking about downsizing, you know, as as you get older, you, my kids think they're the smartest guy in the room, and they're really not. <laughs> but, but, but uh, according to you, right? Yes, according to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they keep saying, "You and Mom have to downsize. You have to downsize." I said, okay. He said, how about a nice two-bedroom ranch? I said, okay, now tell me where I can put my gun safes, my whiskey, and my workout equipment. And, and my podcasting, where am I going to podcast? And they said, well, you don't have to do all that. I said, yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to change as long as I'm not a babbling idiot or more of a babbling idiot, you know. So. My theory is is if a person doesn't have to use steps because it's tough on them, it doesn't matter how big your house is or high house how high your house yeah, is. I've got a I've got a uh, automatic uh, uh, chair left for Nancy to go upstairs to bed. See, you're yeah. you're set. Yeah, so yeah. And and uh, uh, and I, I didn't want to say it, but I, when they talk about that, I said, oh, so where are you going to go swimming on Sunday? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Batesville Online, uh, you have you have Shiler take care of your website on the yes. hard stuff. Yes, Okay. Yes. And you have one salesman. I, I have a full-time salesperson. His name is Kyle Hogue. Okay. Um, I also own Digitech Advertising. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. okay. And, um, yeah, so I have one full-time person. and. Um, okay. Now, when with the success that you're having, have you looked at other small towns? Or is something similar I, to that going yeah, on? I own... A lot of domains. I bought Columbus ads online, Greensburg ads online, Harrison ads online. I bought all of them domains when I took over Batesville online. Okay. I have all of them. I would love to expand, but I can't keep up. Okay. Um, it's expensive to expand, but it'll pay for itself. You know, it's like any business, but it's hard for me to run the Batesville online and the other business that I have and then try to expand and then get out there and promote, 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 promote 
to get it, you know, to where I have a big following on that also. Okay. Otherwise, I, I, it would have been done. Okay. When, when someone places an ad, I presume they put their own ad on. Yes. Do you have, uh, do you have to approve the ad? Do you have to do it yourself, or do you have an algorithm set up that if it meets the parameters of this algorithm, that it's automatic? Right, and what you just said, the algorithm, yes. Um, it's set up that a person puts their own ad up, and with the algorithm, it, it checks it. Um, I do have, my site has got big enough that there are some spammers that get on there. Oh, and, and And I, uh, so they get around that. So I check the site. I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning usually, and the first thing I do is, look at the site to see if I have spammers on there and when I do I know exactly who they are and how quick you know I I remove them so I unfortunately I I, I can't stop them um, I always I've even got it on the site you know there'll be people that try to post side by sides or John Deere tractors or you know tractors that are really cheap and and I even have it on the site you know if it looks too big too good to be true. It's not true. It's yes, and you know, don't give anybody your credit card numbers. Don't, don't send somebody money for an animal and expect yeah. them to ship you the animal. It's it's, yeah. You know, if you have a question on any of them, send me an email because if I miss it, I, I'd like to know. And usually when they're up there, I get emails right away. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, I've already got them down before I get the emails, but I've missed some before. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I might have told you, I, uh, I had, I had two people hack my Facebook account. I don't think I told the audience, it, but two people hacked my Facebook account. One was a Muslim that was posting some really crazy stuff, and the other one was a guy from Canada. Facebook thought I was the hacker. Oh my. So I had to uh, start a new Facebook account. I, I had 500 Facebook friends. I'm back up to 30 now because I lost all of my Facebook friends because the, the account is just gone. And, uh, and I have no idea how they do it, how they get into it. But if I tap on Facebook, I'd get this guy would come up, Zach, somebody from Ontario, Canada, who hacked my account. And he had all my friends and everything. So I tried to work with Facebook, but it's almost impossible. So I just had to start all over on it. Yeah, it's a shame you don't know how to hack his account and get yours back. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, it's on. Larry needs help, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know why I did? I should have. I should have called Matt Scheimer. Yeah. That's what I should have done. But and anyway, on your uh, on your Batesville online, if you were let's let's just say Harrison, that's kind of a thriving right. town now. Do they already have something like that? Not that I know of. Not wow. that I know of. Um, you know, a lot of people rely on Facebook and Craigslist. Um, Facebook wasn't out when Batesville Online started. Yeah. 
And um, I, I get a lot of comments from people that we like using Batesville Online because it's more local and there's less scammers. Because if you go to Facebook or if you go to, um, I just forgot the Craigslist, um, if you put a vehicle on there for sale, you're going to get 30 messages oh. within two minutes, you know, that are just somebody trying to rip you off. And and if they would just put their efforts in trying to do good instead of ripping people off, they'd be so much farther ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I get that comment a lot. Um, people really like that because I try to really, really watch that. And yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a shame if you could get... Uh, what, what, by the way, what is your friend Brady doing now? I have no idea. Um, we went to Mexico together about four years ago, and he said something about moving to South Africa. And Really? Yeah, he loves it over there. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's where he's at now or wow. we've just totally lost uh, so contact. I presume he's still IT. So, I I no. honestly don't know. I will once this post gets out. I will make sure that his mom gets it, okay. so that you know that Brady can hear that. Because without Brady Case, Batesville Online wouldn't be Batesville wow. Online. Wow. I I have to give it to him a hundred percent. Yeah. So, in in order to really start something like Harrison, first of all, you need somebody who wants to work. <laughs> And this good salesperson, and you would probably have to have, uh, well, Matt Scheidler, I'm sure, could fix everything. Yeah, Matt up. would. We've already talked about it, and he told me what it would take. Um, he gave me a rough idea what the cost would be, yeah. which would be fine. Um, if I was to try to start it, the person doesn't even have to be a salesperson. Right. Because when you think of a salesperson, and it's not all car dealerships, but some of the, you know, you go in and you get beat up on, or some of the salespeople beat up on people. But a good, what I call a good closer, they come in, they show you what we have. I think your son sells Cadillacs, or general, he's a manager. General manager. And, and, yeah. and he's, not, he's not a salesperson, and even when he was selling, he wasn't a salesperson. There's a difference. Yeah. You've got somebody that's trying to sell you something. They're pushing it on you. What we do, what I even tell uh, the guy that works for me, if I ever catch you pushing or trying to sell it, I'll fire you. I want you to just show them what we have. Yeah. If they like it, they'll buy it. If they don't, they won't. And, you know, tell them when you see them on the street, you'll kick them in the shin, but you'll still smile and say hi. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I uh, obviously when... When Ted was BMW, and he, I mean, he every year he'd be in the top sales award in the country, mm -hmm. Mercedes, everything. But, you know, I have bought other cars other than things that he's sold. But I've always taken a different approach because what I'll do, I'll, I'll check online for incentives. Mm -hmm. I'll look at costs. I, I know what holdback is from being in the motorcycle right, business. Right. And what I do, I, I have a car picked out that I want to buy. I'll go in and uh, the 
one of my favorite salespersons, it's a guy at uh, Joe, I won't mention his last name, but he sells for Joseph Toyota on mm -hmm. Colerain. He's a retired brain surgeon. He has property all over Cincinnati, <laughs> but he loves to sell cars. So when I, the first car that I bought from him, I went in, we introduced, started talking, took a test drive, and I said, well, you know, it's really been a pleasure talking. I said, but Joe, I'm going to tell you something right now. Here's what I'm willing to pay for this car. I, I, if you have to go to your sales manager, whatever, that's fine. And if you don't like my offer, we'll shake friends and we'll leave, shake and we'll leave as friends because that's what I'm gonna pay here or somewhere else. I've never missed a deal. I've, I've, I've always they, they make a little money on them, but knowing what holdback is, especially on some high-end cars, uh, that's, that's where the money's at. And see, and that's, that's very smart on your part. And I learned that through Zig Ziglar. Um, be educated. Yeah. Don't buy something unless you know exactly what it is, and don't sell something unless you know exactly right. what it is. I remember buying um, three wheelers from you when you were here in Batesville, and uh, you would say, This is what it is. I remember that, and there was no pressure. Yeah. Um, I actually remember one time, it was when I was working at the Goodyear store, and I was in the middle of buying a three-wheeler from you, and you actually called me up. I don't know if you remember this or not. And you said, Ron, just so you know, he's probably going to close the Goodyear store. And that's when I was working yeah. there. So you were actually looking out for me over making a sale. I've never forgot that. Yeah. Um, that was and, it was, and it was fine because I had the money for it anyway, but still. Um, and that's the way... I use that to this day. Don't don't push. You know, yeah. if somebody likes yeah. it, if they want it, they'll buy Life, it. Life's too don't. short. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be. And, yeah. and if you don't have integrity, it's not worth. You're not worth living. It's, it's exactly. Yeah, I funny story. Do you know Eric Menner? I've heard the name. Okay, well, I I know Eric. Eric, his brother Ron did sign work for me, and uh, and I've. Met Keith. Keith was, uh, he's the chairman of uh, uh, the Academy at Oldenburg on the board. And he was on a podcast, real nice guy. He's got a twin brother. But anyway, I'm in Kroger one day. I, I think I said this on another podcast, but not everybody listens to every podcast. So mm -hmm. this guy was looking over at me and he's smiling. I'm thinking, well, face is familiar, but he's older than I remember. So anyway, comes up, he said, Larry, you don't remember me, do you? I said, well, I remember, kind of remember the face. He said, Eric, I said, Eric Manor. Yeah, yeah. He said, I, he said, I can understand. You know, as you get older, memories, he said, I, I had problems with that. And I said, he said, I know I'm younger. And you know, I said, yeah, it's a... We're pushing our carts out in the same area where our cars are parked. I said, you know, I do have a problem with memories, Eric, but I says, uh, 
I remember in April 1961 when you bought a Kawasaki CSR from me. (laughs) He looked at me. His eyeballs about popped out of his head. He said, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So... uh, but and I have no idea why that popped in my head. I mean that things like that happen. And uh, uh, but okay, so let's go to the screens when you, when you started and you mentioned you got one screen in first from yes. China. Yes. Um, so the company is called Digitech Advertising. Okay. And. Um, uh, this was a Brady case, uh, the brainchild is what I always called him, just so ahead of his time, wow. so ahead of his time. And in the back of church, he seen the TV ads, commercials on a TV, and he said something to someone and said, why aren't we doing this? And then a week later, he comes in and he has uh, pictures and information on these screens, uh, very expensive back then. And um, so ended up getting a screen and I started working with them and it just, uh, well, everything, you know, went bad. But then once I took over and bought it all from Brady, I just kept expanding and expanding and more and more and more. And they were all freestanding screens. And now I've gone to screens that are wall mounted so it can be seen pretty well everywhere in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And as of today, 20 of them. Are they LED? Or? Yeah, they're all um, LED. So they can see at an angle? Yes, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. No. and I use a commercial screen. And, um, yeah, they're, they're bright. They're clear. And um, What size screen are they? I've got from 32-inch to 54-inch 50, screens. Whoa. Yeah, so, so the, they're they're good size screen. If you've been inside of the Toros... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've you'll seen. see the back screen is a little bit bigger than the front screen. Yeah. Um, El Raparo in Greensburg, um, if you've been in there on each side where you eat, there's a screen on each side. They're smaller screens, but they're really bright. Mm-hmm. And um, so the whole goal for me... And how I learned all of this, I'm, I'm not even sure how I learned it all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, um, I knew I they were going in, um, and it was a captive audience. Somebody sitting there, they're waiting on their food, and usually you see them staring around. Or I, I used to joke with people, like, how long have you guys been married? You've been married 20 years, haven't you? And they'd say, why? I said, you haven't looked at each other or said a word. <laughs> they must hate each other, you know? But then, you know, I put screens in and, and, you know, I see people looking. And when I put one in Columbus, Indiana, inside of Mancino's in Columbus, Indiana, I hired some high school kids. I gave them each stopwatch. The minute somebody walked in the door, hit the button. The minute they looked at the screen, see how long it took them to look at the screen how long they looked at the screen, how long before they went away from the screen, how long was it before they went back to the screen. So I could get the amount of time that they looked at the screen. And I was just amazed. Because when you would walk in the Mancino's up there, the screen was on the right-hand side, and as you walked straight up to the counter, all they had to do is glance to the right, and they stood in a line. Then when they would sit down, they would see them. And um, 
the the attention that that they get were, was just totally shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do the designs for most of the ads. I'm very 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 particular on the ads. Um, there's some ads up there that I didn't design that I don't care for, but. I tried to tell the owners of the business, I know what works on here. And sometimes you have somebody that's stubborn. But, you know, I'll have the ad will be like, um, a good example is an insurance company. Might be, you know, it might show the, the name of the insurance company. And it'll show that they do life insurance. So I might have a picture of a family with life insurance. And then it'll flash or change. And then it'll change to health insurance, or and then it'll change again to car insurance. Yeah, so it's yeah. so you know we have static ads, we have motion ads. Um, I actually have some ads that are video ads. Um, we my employee just sold one the other day for a company that clears land. He's got no. this big machine. He'll take down a tree that's uh, a foot and a half, two foot round. And it mulches it. Oh gosh. So we're gonna have a video of that. Um, going going up to a tree, Hallie just mulches it and it just spreads all the all the wood back onto the property. Um, which is supposedly good for the environment. I'm not Oh sure. Know. Well it'll eventually it'll be in the ground. Right. It's yeah. almost like mulching yeah. and um, so and that's going to be a video ad. Well, I'll so, bet you that's an expensive piece. Oh, of I'd hate to see what he spent for that. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh, it's got a cab on it, and the glass is—it looks like it's an inch thick, you know. And it, you know, for the noise, I would imagine. Yeah. And then if something would and hit protection. it, but, oh my gosh, this thing—it looks like something from a science fiction mu- wow. movie almost. It's so big. Well, that's amazing. Well, you know now, so you're at 20 screens. What? What's the life of a screen as a rule? Um, about five years. About five, five years. Five years. Uh, you'll see them. I'll see them starting to dim yep. just a little bit. And once they start to dim a little bit, I want to get rid of them. Yeah. I, um, I want to put new ones up because I'm, I'm very old-fashioned about customer service. If I see an ad that's dimming or has marks in it that shouldn't be there, I want to get rid of. Them. Are they still China screens, or are you getting? No. Yeah. Well, everything's made in China. I buy them through the USA now, though. Okay, but they are China. They're not yeah. Korean or. No, everything's yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, well, you, you know, you almost have to buy China products. I mean, they're they're so good at what they do, and in mm. in uh, uh, Korea, I mean, like we've got. Uh, you know, Korean TVs, uh, uh, ne- never their refrigerator or anything, but uh, we got the Korean TVs and uh, everything you get, like that little display I've got over there, that refrigerator, it was I got from Costco for my Morton building here. It's it's Chinese, but you know it's a. Uh, uh, I paid for that. I paid like seven hundred fifty dollars. They hauled the old one away, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's nothing fancy, but it's a beer refrigerator over here. And I could have got 
maybe one of these little college refrigerators for about the same price as, right. as that, which you know just didn't make any sense. So you you you, you just you just have to buy the deal, you know, and as long as it's quality product. And five years out of the screen, because with yours running all the time. Right, they run 24-7. Yeah. Well, or well, only if they're open 24-7, right? Well, I, they... Oh, I they let don't them, have an automatic shuttle? I did, but what I found out, sometimes they err, and so I would rather let them run as to have an error come through. Really? Um, I used to send the programs to them through email, yeah. like an email. I actually quit doing that because I, it's been hacked once. And your, your screen's been hacked? One time, yes. Oh, and I was like, okay, that's the end of that. Oh. And um, so my son, um, who works in IT, came up with a small drive that I put on each one of them. And that way there's, I have to go there physically to update them, which for me is a good thing because they need to be wiped down. They need to be cleaned. They need to be make sure everything's good. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how we um, upload them. Well, do you have anything that dims the screen at night or anything? No. Nothing like no. that? No, we just let them run. And you still get five years? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's pretty See, good. they're commercial screens, so yeah. they've got extra cooling in them. A regular TV, I don't think, would last that long. I'm well, not sure. I don't sure. think it would last a year if it was running yeah. 24 /7. So, yeah, I've been very, 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 very fortunate with what, you know, like um, a good example, um, and you're the same way, uh, giving back. Mm -hmm. That's something that I feel is very important. Um, in Columbus, um, I gave an ad to CASA, C-A-S-A, and that's for helping, you know, young people. Um, give them a free ad. Um, here in Batesville, I put a screen in Ison's Family yeah. Pizza. Um, Cecil's really big with the VFW. Um, I always wanted to go into service. My dad was in World War II, and when I got out of high school, that's what I wanted to do. But he begged and pleaded me not to go, and I didn't, and because he got shot when he was in World War yeah. II, so I didn't go. So it's like veterans are very, you know, important to me. Yeah. Um, I see the sacrifices um, that's been made, and so with Isens, I'm only charging five hundred dollars a year to be on that screen. Mm -hmm. It's a really low price. Um, but 250 of that 500, I have I've been donating to the VFW. I've given them over around two thousand dollars so far, and there should be more to go to them yet this year. Yeah. Well, C Cecil's really a good man. He uh, uh, this is a, what we've been given. We started back when COVID was going on, and we Nance and I got our shots. It was freezing day and watching all the nurses and the people outside and you're driving through and they give you a shot in each arm and uh, I saw they hit a little coffee machine so anyway we decided that that year and I used well I used classic pizza for the first three years we gave pizzas to 
uh, every shift at the hospital, all the offsite, the whole bit. And this year, because, uh, well, Cecil has more drivers and everything. And right. I, th I think it was probably more of a burden because uh, both of them gave me discounts on, on the pizzas. But this year, I wanted to include all the school's staff. And we so we did uh, we we did some uh, besides the hospitals and the off-site uh, rehab facilities, doctor buildings, and that. I I have some pet people that I sent pizzas to, like <laughs> like Batesville Liquor Store, my favorite candy <laughs> shop. So so, but Cecil did in one week. 390 pizzas and I think he delivered every one of them except the police and the fire department because they're in and out all the time right. we gave gift certificates and uh, and he wound up at, and it it's really nice because the first time we did this at the hospital I don't think anybody ever sent him any food or anything and afterwards you'd see so and so gave a bunch of hamburgers uh -huh. because yeah, I mean this people were exposing themselves to COVID mm -hmm. working ungodly hours you know I mean just they, they just didn't have enough people to handle it right. and uh, that's a real gratifying thing and Cecil also had relatives in eastern Kentucky and he took truckloads of stuff down there right. for him uh, with that disaster. I exactly. Mean, and I, I asked him, I said, well, it really looks bad on television. He said, you, you can't imagine how worse it is than what you see on television. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. anyway, well, we're uh, approaching an hour. Well, I have one question. If you, if you were gonna expand your business right now, would you do the screens or Harrison Online or something like that? Well, my goal is um, hopefully my nephew can, my nephew is my employee. Okay. Um, I'm 61. I would love to see him take over my company. Um, I would like to expand yet. Um, I've got a chain of restaurants that want me to go in. One would be Harrison, Ohio with screens. I'd also like to expand the Batesville online. I own Columbus online, yeah. Harrison online, and just sort of set it up for a young person for their future also. Mm -hmm. And then that could be my retirement. Okay. Yeah, well, you, you know, the, the, the problem is if you retire before you're 65, there is nothing like Medicare. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be doing it till I'm 65. I've got a few years yeah, left. But. Yeah, because it's. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, be, be, between Nancy's cancer and my uh, hip being replaced, there we've never spent a dime. We got you know the A and B, and then the other stuff that goes with it. And uh, you know, I I was in the hospital a day and a half for my knee replacement. Bill was forty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You know, for you know, it's just it's, insane. It didn't cost me a nickel, so. and that's the way it should be. I, I, I think that 
our generations, I'm one of the last of the baby boomers. So I was born in 62, and I think that uh, 64 was the cutoff age, something like that, around that age. I think so many people forget what our older generations have done. And a lot of young people have no clue what the older generation has done, and they're not taught. I'm going to be working on that at the high school. Yes. So, and, uh, but, you know, I'm, by the way, I'm from the prehistoric generation. Yeah, what did they call that, Stone Age? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and in fact, uh, when you, if anybody mentions singers today, I mean, I, I still listen to Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley. I don't, you know, this new music. I listen to jazz. Uh, the country, the new country I'll listen to. But all this rap stuff, and uh, I, I just can't get into that. You know, Larry, when you speak of music, my son and my daughter, they both listen to music from the 70s. That's mm -hmm. when I grew up. Yeah, Jim Croce was good. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, but there were so many... Uh, and my son uh, in high school played uh, a trumpet, and he won the Louis Armstrong Award all four years, and which is, uh, but he still loves, just like you said, he loves the older music. Mm-hmm. That's it's amazing. Good. Well, anyway, I think uh, we should wrap this up, and uh, I want to put a little plug in uh, on <clears throat> September 24th at the uh, Gibson Theater in Batesville. Uh, I'm uh, in cooperation with Gibson. I'm having a gun show on gun safety, uh, concealed carry, self-defense, home protection. I have on the panel will be, besides myself, will be Chaz Kaiser, uh, Joe Livers, who's an Indiana State policeman, uh, was on the uh, uh, SWAT team for several years, and uh, Greg Nisi, who is a Greg Nisi, who's a uh, uh, in the insurance business, but he's also a federal firearms licensed dealer, and we're trying to have a representative from uh, Sig Sauer uh, on. We will have several guns. Uh, tickets are free. Um, you can pick some up at the Chamber of Commerce or uh, you call me or text me at 812-871-4224. Uh, I mailed out several tickets this past week. Uh, it's a long way off, but uh, the Gibson only holds 250 people, so get your tickets. It, it's at 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, the Bengals are not playing. Uh, I guarantee it'll be worth your while. And we expect a lot of women there because uh, last year there were 10 million new guns sold in this country and women bought 4.2 million. So uh, uh, that's the fastest growing uh, segment of the gun purchasing and the problem is uh, a lot of women are getting advice from boyfriends or husbands. Uh, 
uh, this is the gun you need. And without ever having one in their hands, uh, I, I think they should go to a target range, uh, have three or four different weapons picked out. Uh, the uh, a gun shop will gladly rent you some or charge you for ammo, let you use a range for a certain amount and help you pick out a gun. So other than that, I want to thank uh, uh, everybody for listening and thank Ron for being here. And I think we better close this out. We're a little over an hour and uh, let's close it out with the national anthem. Uh, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I will talk to you on the next podcast.